Hey, welcome to Conversations on the Co-Mission, a podcast where we're talking about the topics, the trends, and the issues in missions that impact both missionaries and the churches that partner with them. My name is Tony Balava. With me today is Stephen Madoff. Well, hello there, Tony, and should I say Merry Christmas mm-hmm. to you. We are recording this just on the eve of the great big holiday of Christmas, the celebration of Christ's first coming. Merry Christmas to you. And Merry Christmas to you and to everybody who's listening. And obviously, if you are listening, you can tell that we are still in very different locations the one from the other. <laughs> I know. We, we're, we're using technology, as we talked about in our last podcast, to make it work for us. And uh, so far, so good. And I am excited about today's topic we're going to cover because it, it is dealing with but something that is a critical part of the presentation of a missionary, particularly when they're either on furlough or on mainly deputation. And that is the video that they show uh, before the churches. How to make a good video. Now, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because this is straight in your wheelhouse and expertise. You, my friend, have the title of media director for our (laughs) mission agency. And so this is right up your alley. Um, Your head is full of information. But it is something that really is uh, necessary, I think, to talk about because churches are going to be sitting through a lot of videos, (laughs) some good, some very not so good. Mm-hmm. And missionaries, they really want to present good video presentations. Nobody ever strives to put together a poor presentation. Look, this is the video you're going to be watching over and over and over <laughs> again. So you want to make mm-hmm. it look good and, and you don't mm-hmm. want it to be something that you're tired of, of seeing. Mm-hmm. But it's you and I both, as well as I'm sure people who are listening to this podcast, that there are a... a dare I use the word lot of not so great mission videos that are floating around out there that are being seen in churches. So we just want to take the time just to maybe give some tips for that. Sure. You are going to see that thing over and over and over again. We both started when we clicked through slides. (laughs) (laughs) I remember those things very well. (laughs) And, And I remember our very last our very last meeting before we left for the field, my wife and daughter and son were sitting in the pew behind me as I was clicking through the slides. And I heard my wife lean over to the kids and say, last time we ever have to see these. (laughs) (laughs) That sure brings back some memories. I'll tell you that. Click, click, click. I remember that very well. (laughs) Yeah. Well, here's the point. After you've seen it, dozens of times it's that's okay but you don't want the person who saw it for the very first time to have that thought go through their mind last time i've ever seen have to see this (laughs) and so you want to put some effort into this and make it and make it something that is uh i hate to use the word but i think it's necessary professional that Mm. is it it doesn't look like it just got thrown together that you've taken some time and put some effort into it and there is a process whether when we did it with slides or now we're doing it with video 
that really needs to be followed to come out with a good, solid presentation. And the first thing you have to do is the thing that everybody hates the most, it seems like, and that is you have to write the script. And you do have to write the script. You know, nobody ever goes to watch a movie or, or turns the TV on and watches a movie that the script wasn't written first. Yep. And it needs to be that way in your presentation. You can say, well, I've got it all in my mind. That's not going to work. You have to put it down on paper and you have to make sure that it flows. And remember that as you're doing it, we're, we're aiming for uh, any more, I think, a, a video that I always like to aim for about five minutes max. Now, in the back of my mind, as I'm producing videos for missionaries, what I know is nobody ever hits that. And that puts us at about a six to six and a half minute video. But I truly do want to see us where we're hitting four and a half, five minutes at, at some point. It's a lot of information to cram in there, but it, it, you have less and less time and people have shorter and shorter attention spans. And so I think it's a good goal to to aim at that. And I do think that you can communicate a lot of information in a short time. I remember once I used to teach that class on video presentations before you came on board as the media director at BIMI. I would give them a, this time of like shoot for five to six minutes and all the time people would be like, oh, there's no way. There's no way you can get everything you need into that time. And I challenged them. I said, go watch a news broadcast. Mm -hmm. Go watch a, a like a 22 minute news broadcast that would may air and watch a story that they do. And they'll communicate a lot of information in sometimes one and a half minutes, sometimes two and a half minutes. And in just that brief time, you're getting a whole bunch of information that you need. And I said, if they could do it, we could do it. And mm -hmm. it is possible. You don't need the the eight, nine, 10 minute video. Now, and I think what you just said is also true. People don't have that attention span, nor do they have that time in a church service. Mm -hmm. you know, back in back in our day, to use that <laughs> phrase, I mean, it was not unusual to have a 10, 11 minute slide presentation or somebody, I, I remember even, and it was acceptable, somebody could do maybe a 13 to 15 minute because they were talking through it. And of course, if you're talking through slides, it's always going to go a lot longer. But those days are well behind us. Mm. Now churches are, are uh, condensed in their, in their scheduling. Everything is fast moving. We go from songs to, to announcements to missionary to now the sermon and trying to keep everything very condensed. And so you have to use the time you have to communicate what God's put on your heart as, uh, as serving him somewhere. Yeah. Well, I think the way you do that is you, you, when you write it out, you begin to look and you say, what do I really need to communicate? Why, why am I going to this mission field? Um, how did God call me there? What is my ministry going to be? These are some of the key points that you want to hit. And, you know, if we're going to go and refer back to when we, we were doing this, it was not unusual for missionary presentations to kind of look more like a travel log than they did a missionary presentation. You told a lot of facts about the country. You spoke a lot about the different religions and those types of things. And that all has a place and we still hit that, 
but we don't give as much emphasis to it. And what I try to tell our, our missionaries, whether we're producing their video or just giving advice on how to put it together, is ask yourself this question. As I'm giving information about the country, perhaps, you know, for example, in the far north, Greenland has one of the highest suicide rates of any nation in the world. Year after year after year, that ends up being the case in, in Greenland. So it, you say, well, that has to go in my video. Okay, but does it? Because do the people in Greenland need the gospel any more urgently than somebody in another country where the suicide rate isn't as high? So you have to come back to that fact and say, yeah, that may be a, what God used to burden your heart. And you may reference that in person as you're talking to people. But as you're looking to maybe weed things out of the video, you have to ask yourself, do I need to put that in there? Do, is that going to show why I have to go there? So I think you you really have to start with that foundation of the script and then start whittling away at it. I do think, and this is the Stephen Maldoff pet peeve, uh, very much so, is it bothers me when I watch a missionary video and you see them present their place of wherever they're going to go, almost like it's Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. you know, like, it's got this wickedness. It's like, like you just mentioned, the highest suicide rate or the highest divorce rate or or the highest alcoholism or whatever this that may be. and. And we use those stats. We try to put them to startle people into this is why I got to go to that field. And this is why you need to partner with me to get me there because their alcohol is ruining the country. Mm. But in my heart of hearts, I think this every time I see it, those are just different manifestations of sin. It, mm -hmm. In one place, it may be suicide. In another place, it manifests in, in, in divorce. In another place, it may manifest itself in drug use. But I, I'm not going, don't want to partner with you just because it's that high alcoholism. Every country has sin. Every mm -hmm. people group have sin. They all have their various manifestations of sin. So to paint your country like Sodom and Gomorrah as the way to try to appeal to me as a church member to send you, I, I just... It it I struggle with that very much so, and it's a it's like I said it's a Stephen Maldoff pet peeve. God's put you, put in your heart to go to a place. That's what I want to hear. It it doesn't matter if it's paradise or if it is, in a sense, the lowest place in in the world. It, that doesn't matter. God's working in this individual to to say, hey, pack up and go and represent Jesus Christ here whether it be on a tropical island or whether it be in, in a deserted place somewhere, it doesn't matter. It is about what God's doing in that heart. And we know as an audience, we know everybody needs the gospel. Mm -hmm. that, that's the starting line. We know that. So you don't need to make your country be the worst place in the world <laughs> to try to convince me to send you. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent with that. And then also, um, we live in a day and age where you need to expect that the people you're going to go minister to will have access to and quite possibly have seen your presentation even before you've arrived on the field. Oh, do and... I got a story for you? I, mean, I don't mean to interrupt, but boy, I got a story for you. Just as there was one guy, he was coming, coming to Australia 
and he painted his place where he was going to go as the uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, the kind of the equivalent of the Today Show there in Australia picked up on it and showed it on the on the broadcast. Well, next thing you know, they were not going to uh, allow him into the into that that state where he was going to go, and he had to relocate to a whole other a part of Australia that compared to what he was advertising to every, all the churches. Hey, I want to go here. This is where God's laid on my heart. Well, they would not let him come in because of what he had presented on his video. So what you're saying, yeah. there is evidence to the truth of what you're saying right now. <laughs> yeah. So you need to be really, really careful in what you put down in that script and keep it to those points of this is who I am or my family and I are. This is what God has called us. This is how God has worked in our heart to call us to this place. And these are the things we're going to do when we get there. And I think those are the really important parts of a, a video presentation that, that communicates effectively who you are as a missionary and what you're going to do. And that's really what you want that presentation for, especially anymore. Uh, a lot of pastors uh, will ask you to see your video before you're even booked with a meet with and get a meeting with them. And I know when I was pastoring in Arizona, if your video presentation was sloppily done uh, or didn't communicate those key things, we didn't go any further. We didn't book you. And so I think you have to keep that in mind as well, that this is a play. This video presentation now back when we were doing slides a pastor couldn't say send me your slide presentation but he can't say send me your video or send me the link to your video and you have to understand that a lot of times it's your foot in the door uh, to get that meeting and then it has to be able to communicate to the church as well so you have this audience where i've got to show the pastor who I am, and, and and pastors don't have a lot of time. Mm. So that's why I really, I advocate strongly for the, the shorter video. And, and then in the church service, you say, well, I'd like it to be longer because in the church service, no, I think people connect with flesh and bone a lot better than they do a video screen. And so, um, you know, just recently I was at a Bible college and they gave me a certain amount of time uh, with the students and they said, uh, do you want to show your video? Now, remember, I'm I'm the media guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, no, not if that's all the time I have. I want to speak to the students directly. And uh, I'll show them my video later. I'll send them a link later and let them watch it if they're interested. But I would much rather speak to people one-on-one -on -one or if it's in a church setting or in a college chapel setting, you're doing that from the pulpit, I understand. But I still think they connect better with you than they do with the video. Oh, yeah, there's there's no doubt. And that's the thing is you, when whenever you see a missionary, you, you want to see heart. You want to see mm -hmm. passion. You want to see God's calling on their life. And that's going to be when they, they share their burden in front of you, on the stage, talking to you. you. You need to make sure it communicates in the video. There's no doubt as well. But I agree that some people put all the all their eggs in the basket on their video some some folks may never be able to show that video like you said to the church they may the pastor may be the only one who sees it mm -hmm. and that is becoming more of a thing like you said because now with the means of communicating via email and sending packets that missionaries would send out to a church 
it's so easy just to stick a like a link with mm. their packet of who we are and what we want to do and where we're going and so on and so forth, all those things. And so that's one of the things you send to that pasture straight away so that it is becoming a, a factor in are we going to even consider bringing this missionary in? Not all pastors are there to that point yet, but I think a growing trend uh, is that pastors are looking at videos beforehand. Yeah, and because of that, I've had some missionaries who I think really have thought outside the box and and it's served them well in doing this. They've, they've let me know and communicated with me after we've done it. And what they come in and do is they'll shoot the video and produce a video that is designed to be for the pastor, but for the church as well. And then they'll, then they'll produce a second video, a much shorter video, maybe a minute and a half at most that is directed right to the pastor or maybe the missions pastor, whoever that is, introducing themselves, introducing their field, giving their goals in a very, very direct way, in a very succinct way. And, and then that pastor, and again, a missions pastor, whoever that is, is a very busy person. If you can say to him, I appreciate that you're busy and I don't want to take a lot of your time. And here's a minute and a half of why we think you should book us. <laughs> it, it can be helpful. And, and uh, it's been a helpful tool to those who have done it. We're uh, going to run out of time if we speak just on, on, on <laughs> these kinds of things, but maybe we should transition a little bit to just some bullet points on the technical aspects of a video and, and what do you want to do and what do you not want to do? Cause there's some yeah. things you really don't want to do as much as there are some things you want to do. Well, uh, I think one of the things is so very important is the uh, sound quality that you have it, making good, having good sound quality uh, you can have great footage, but if the if the audio is garbled or there's a lot of that kind of crackling noise of the wind or background noise that's distracting, the audience is going to pick up on that noise that shouldn't be there, and they're going to be thinking about that more than what you're trying to communicate actually on the screen. So sound quality is something that is so important. Absolutely. It's, it's, it is so critical because as we're producing shorter and shorter videos, if somebody is distracted, just like you said, it takes a couple seconds to pull them back into the video. And if your video's short already, they've missed a lot of important information that you've been, worked so hard to pack in there. And so it's not hard to, to do good audio. It takes some thought. It takes some equipment. You're not going to just hold your iPhone or your Android and start recording. Um, there's more to it than that. Then also music choices as well yeah. is so very important in that goes along on the, on the audio side. Your music has to communicate what you are communicating vocally and what your pictures are communicating. It has to be a complete package. Again, anybody can kind of just realize this if they'll take the time to sit down and watch a, a television show or something, watch it on mute and, and see if it's as effective. Mm -hmm. And then maybe don't watch the screen and listen to the audio and see. Uh, there's a saying amongst those who produce video 
that visual is king and audio is queen and you you have to have the two married perfectly or it can hurt you tremendously oh there's no doubt that i'm a firm believer in that you have to have quality music that supports what's going on and to use it as as something that is firming up what you're saying on the screen and what you're showing on the screen as you said look tv movies they have studied this out <laughs> to the umph degree to say hey we, for this scene we need this piece of music so if you're talking about uh, something that's positive. You have to have music that's going to reinforce that. If you're talking maybe something that's more on the 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 sadder side or whatever, you need to have music that's going to support that. And and you have to have good music. And it takes time. It, it, you just can't plop any song in or any any soundtrack in and just say, well, okay, it works, because it may really communicate a mixed message inside your own video. When I produce videos, I would say one of the lengthiest parts of the production process is choosing the right music. And then as we're looking at missionary videos, a lot of times you just spoke about sometimes it's upbeat and sometimes it's a little bit more somber and those have to be appropriate. But as you mix those two tracks together, they have to be done in a way that is seamless mm -hmm. and and what I will do is uh, we'll work a long, long time at, at putting those tracks together and basically just asking people, did you ever notice that we switched the music? Because if you noticed it, I have failed as in my editing job. <laughs> you, I do not want you to hear that we have switched the music. In fact, I want to be some way into that next piece before you even realize. Yeah. Now, your mind has realized your emotions are reacting to it. The Bible is very clear. Um, there are multiple examples in scripture where, where I, I think of the prophet who said to, I believe, Hezekiah, and he was with Ahab, and he's riled up because he's with Ahab. And he says, and, and they say, hey, we need you to prophesy. And he says, hey, bring in a minstrel. And basically he says, I need to calm down and the music's going to calm him down so I can communicate yep. the word of God. So the music's going to affect you, but I don't want it to be out in the front where you're paying so much attention to it that you're not paying attention to what's on the screen or what's being said. So it's very, very time consuming and you have to pay a lot of attention to it and just work at it a long time. What do you think about, as the professional, what do you think <laughs> about those like video montages where someone may stick a song at the end and all they do is flash scenes of people, uh, faces. Do you think that's effective? Do you think it works? Um, wow. I, I'm going to try to be mild in my response. I hate it. <laughs> um, I've given my pet peeve. Why don't you give yours? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it's as, as effective as it once was. I do think it was effective when we were doing slides because it was this transition to something completely new and it caught people's attention. But we're not in the era where we're doing slide presentations any longer. And I don't think it flows as well. And it becomes this point of how long is this going to go on for? 
And um, we just we're we're ministering to people who have very different ideas about media than we did 20, 25 years ago. And we have to recognize that. That's the music part. And that's the montage part. As we speak about technical things, we should also consider just what are we going to put on the screen? Mm. I always want whatever is on the screen to reinforce what is being said in the script. And in, in the end, whether we're producing a video for a missionary or for BIMI, or I'm just giving advice, what I always tell everybody is, when you're all done, turn all the audio off and watch your video from start to finish without any audio and ask yourself, can I see my story in there? Do I, can I see my script play out before my eyes? And if you can't, um, you're going to have to go back and re-edit and fix some things. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. And as, as people put in their videos, I think one thing that needs to be said included in the video is their, what are their goals? There's a lot of things that now fall under the guise of missions. Mm-hmm. Missions has become a very broad term. We've talked about this even in the past episodes. But missionaries should say, and I know people are like, oh, everyone knows that they're going to go reach the lost and evangelize and church plant or whatever. But in, I think it is still there's still a merit to saying that because so much now is, is under the umbrella of missions that we don't know are, what you're doing. And and that you it is maybe just take a uh, thirty seconds to say it, but it's still important to say so that that church knows. Okay, you're a church planter, or whatever you may be doing, and make sure that's communicated so that they know what they're getting behind when they support you or part or consider partnering with you. Yeah, I, I think you really do have to make sure that you let people know what your what your goals are. I think the other thing that a lot of missionaries that I've worked with seem a little shy about, uh, but I am kind of insistent on is the question at the end of after you've watched this, will you partner with us? Will you pray for us? Will you partner with us financially? In the end, uh, and we've had these conversations on on earlier podcasts where you're not going to the church for money, it's ministry, but you are trying to raise support as well. Paul was pretty bold in his request for partners in ministry and financial uh, partnership as well. And I think we have to be, and don't be afraid to put that into your video in the end. I I guess I would say this as we try to wrap this up because we're going to run out of time. There's a lot of video services out there. Um, We have ours at BIMI that we try to work with our missionaries with. We have missionaries who try to do it on their own and they a lot of times they want to do it on their own because of the cost issue. You know, at BIMI, we do it as on a love offering basis. So it, it truly is whatever an individual thinks, uh, you know, the Lord wants them to to give toward that production process uh, with us. But I would just say this, whether it's a BIMI missionary who's listening to this and considering using the services we provide or it's somebody else, who's going to the field, don't look at your production of a video as a cost as much as an investment. Mm-hmm. And and don't do it if you can't do it right. Um, if you don't have the skills, 
you can't learn how to edit video and shoot video overnight. It's just not going to happen. If it's your first go at it, maybe you'll produce something really good and maybe you'll waste a lot of time and come out with a something that's not where it needs to be. And so look at it as an investment in the ministry that that the Lord can use to help you to get to where you're going, because that's ultimately we, what we want to use these for. It's still a very powerful tool, and it, it it's something that represents you and your ministry, and so you want to have a good representation of your ministry. Churches have very little and very few things that they can kind of gauge who you are. One is your sermon. One is your uh, in your just personality as you're up on the stage. One is the video, if if they do see that. And, and it's like, okay, do I, am I seeing good quality from this person and what they're showing? Because if they have good quality, then maybe they'll have good quality in their, in just their work uh, ethic as they're on the field. And if they have very poor quality in their video, that does create some doubts in the, in the pastor or in the church about what are they going to do on the field? (laughs) And and so there is, it, it does say something. So if you're going to do it, do it well. It, it is worth it. It's like any company, any business that wants to open up a new business, they want to have good advertising, good mm-hmm. promotional materials. And in the mission world, this is one of the tools that we use to promote. And mm-hmm. so we want to make sure it's done done very well. Yeah, I, I think... In my mind, this was a different conversation. I was having a conversation with my family today about some things in ministry. And my my take on it has always been in ministry, if you can't do it right, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some things that as much as I am a media guy and I really do think you have to have a video in this day and age, if I couldn't do it right, I just wouldn't have a video. And so I think it's that important to put the quality into it and and set a standard of excellence in all that you do. Because I really do believe it it speaks about, like you said, who you are, and it really shows how you're going to conduct yourself on the field. There is so much more we could have talked about in this and so many more technical aspects and, and such. If you would like more information, um, you can contact either Stephen or myself. Our, our information is in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Even if you do have a question about a, a video production and you want to either ask, uh, like uh, Stephen said, he did the classes and taught the classes before I came along. I'm not the only guy at BIMI who knows a little bit about video. And so um, contact us. We would we would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. We do wish you a very, very blessed Christmas. And uh, I look forward to spending some time with you next time on the podcast. But thanks for listening this week. And until next time, have a great week in the Lord.